and welcome back to Fandible's Tell Me About Your Character, the show where I trick cool tabletop RPG community folks into nerding out with me for an hour. I'm Dan, your favorite musketeer, and my guest tonight is the, uh, says here, scrumptious? Yeah, let's go with that. The scrumptious, Aaron, from the All My Fantasy Children podcast. Hello. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. <laughs> I'm really glad that you're on. Uh, so... As the name implies, tell me about your character is a show where we ask you about your favorite or most memorable characters that you've ever played in an RPG uh, game. So who are you bringing to our little virtual tabletop tonight? Oof, that's a tough one for me. I don't often get the opportunity to play a game in like an actual play or like a tabletop setting. But every week I do create a new person. So, but hmm. I will say that my favorite... Oh, I have an easy one. I played a game of uh, D20 Modern with a celebrity class character named Teen Sensation Ashley Fask. All right, so tell us about Ashley. So Ashley was a 17-year-old basically based on Zac Efron high school musical era who carried a double-barreled shotgun and was an expert in um, espionage and disguises. So just like Zac Efron. Oh, exactly. No, it's based loosely on the actual life of Zac Efron. Right, right, right. Well, well-known uh, double-barrel shotgun character. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, what what kind of game was she in? What was this game like? Well, Ashley was in a game of D twenty Modern run by Jeff Stormer when I was probably like nineteen. You know, it was a ragtag crew in a post-apocalyptic world, just you know, invading bases and stopping. You know, evil, post-apocalyptic tyrants, that kind of game. You know, fantasy right, stuff. So standard. Yeah, standard exactly. typical modern-day fair. Exactly. <laughs> so what about her made her stand out to you? Um, Ashley Fask was probably my first character where I first started wondering, like, what does Ashley do outside of gameplay? And like, you know, why is this person... Because I love asking the question, why is this person on this mission? You know, and especially in like a more modern setting when there's character classes like celebrity, it's like what business do they have with like a gunslinger and like, you know, a brawler? Like, why are they on this mission? And it was kind of like the starting point for getting to me, getting me where I am now in my way of thinking and like character creation of like, what am I doing here? What? Like, I have no business being here, but we're going to make the best of it and I'm going to survive. Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like, uh, let's see, so you had a, a gunslinger. Um, I mean, every party needs a bard if you're an Exactly, exactly. But there's just something interesting about the celebrity class in like a D20 modern game that's somewhat out of place, where it's like not quite bard because there's no magical voice abilities. Right. It's just things like, I can use my influence of wealth to try to get me out of this scenario. It's a lot All more right. like influence-based, and that's it's it was a big driving point for how I kind of see characters and stuff like that. So kind of like the uh, the face of the party, basically. Yes, you you become the face of the A-team rather than like the loot strumming person in the background. You become the the face of the A-team, exactly. To the Mr. T is the muscle. <laughs> I like it. All right, so tell us a little bit how, how, how did this whole, how did her plot go? How did her storyline go? Well... We were invading a, I think a, uh, there was like a mob boss. Forgive me, because this is probably from like 2006 
for 2000. It's fine. We, we don't have fact checkers. Here. Let's <laughs> go. Make it make it all, all right, up. Good. I was getting nervous that someone was going to call me out on this. But so we had to invade what is essentially a mob boss's hideout. And the mob boss currently was not there. They had stepped out for some reason. So I disguised myself as the mob boss, you know, made it a pretty long way until like, you know, you do the rookie mistake in a tabletop game where you push it a little too far. I was like, I want to open his vault. They're like, well, you probably you probably shouldn't do that. And I'm like, I'm going to open the vault. I'm going to command someone to open the vault. It ended up being a giant shootout. You know, Ashley Fask was wounded. And then, like, you know, we decided to just drink Mountain Dew and watch movies because I'm pretty sure my character died. But it is unconfirmed. <laughs> so, okay, wait, wait. Let, let's take a step back here. So you've got this entertainer. You've got the celebrity pretending to be a mob boss oh yeah i I think i i I suspect that there's a bit of a story on how how we got to that point well yeah as soon as i learned how dis because this is keep in mind like the second time i had played a tabletop game so i was had just learned i was fascinated with the idea of a disguise kit and like that (laughs) disguise kits and tabletop games like you become something else it's like a mission impossible mask kit it's not so much like putting on a you know, a different set of clothes. So I was fascinated with this idea of like how far I like seeing how far you can push like the charisma based skills in tabletop games. So I as soon as I found out like you can if you roll high enough, you kind of like take on the exact appearance of this person based on like a description like, all right, I'm going to ride this till the wheels fall off. All right. So what I'm curious about, though, is how did she end up in, like, specifically in this situation? I mean, okay, so she, she was a celebrity. She was, uh, or, or rather, I, wait, I keep, I keep saying she because Ashley, but Ashley can be a uh, male or oh, female. Oh, Ash, Ashley Fask was a, was, a, was a male character. Got it, got it. All right, so he, he, there we go. Uh, so, you know, how did this celebrity end up getting involved in, in, in this situation in the first place. I mean, was, was, were they uh, uh, like a movie star? Were they yes. uh, just one of the you know, sort of Kardashian-esque celebrities? Yes, I, I kept referring to him as teen sensation Ashley Fask when we were playing, but I never had decided why they were there when the time was had come. You know, you're in college, you're just doing stuff because it's funny. But as that kept driving, it was like, wait, why is this teen sensation here? It ended up being like, you know, teen sensation Ashley Fask was wronged by this like criminal syndicate and he wanted to get revenge and so he joined this group of ragtag adventurers and their A-team adventures. Ah, so it's a tale of revenge. Isn't it always though? Isn't it always? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's that's just in general our motivation for all things in life. It's just pure spite. It's spite. It's spite. We we are powered by it. It's a, you know the the powered by the apocalypse games. I think they're just <laughs> powered by spite. Powered by spite. It's completely accurate. Yeah. If no, if nobody's used that yet, I'm claiming it. It's mine. Yep. <laughs> everyone go home. Think of something Every, else. Yeah, everyone go home. The the new a new crop of powered by spite games will be cropping up soon enough. Be sure to back the Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Right, so did she? I keep going with she. Hey, did he? It's okay. <laughs> and, ah, so did he? Um, 
Now, was this like the one and only adventure? You said that by the end of this, you, he, yeah, it there was, was a, an assumption a, that he was dead? Yes, it was a one and only adventure because after that, we went back to classic Dungeons & Dragons. And so I figured, I had just assumed that Jeff kind of was like, let's watch a movie because it we we went way off the rails and like I did something that killed the character within like two hours you know, like it was a very short game. It was it was a one shot before one shots were cool. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so, how exactly uh, you said there was a shootout? Was this so you said? But you also sort of placed it as with the assumption that Ashley had died. So yes. How how exactly did that happen? So I I de- definitely remember Ashley Fast taking on the appearance of the mob boss, going in alone into the base and like, you know, getting led to my office by cohorts, you know, the henchmen were like, Hey, of course you can go to your office. And I was like, all right, cool. I look around. What do I see? You know, all that. And it was, you see a safe. And that's when I was like, I command one of the goons to open the safe. And they were like, boss, don't you know your own combination? I was like, of course I do, but I want you to do it. And then they were like, Jeff was like, they're on to you. And I couldn't, I couldn't roll my way out of it. And I know I definitely couldn't shoot my way out of it. I had like seven health. I was a piece of paper with a shotgun, basically, in a mob boss costume. And I know there were several of them in the room. And I know I rolled to, I tried to get a surprise attack and just shoot one of them. And then Jeff was like, why don't we just watch a movie? Because this isn't going to go the way you think it is. (laughs) So... You know what? Let, let's, let's play a little game here. Let's let's assume let's assume that Ashley did not die. Okay. Somehow, oh, somehow, shot out. their way out, or 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 something else happened. How would you have liked that to go? Oh, that scenario in my in my deepest fantasies, it's Ashley Fask cracks the vault and he's like, "Get everybody out of my office! Get out of here!" You know, takes the documents or the magic crystal or whatever's in the safe. Then, like, I would open up a secret hatch or like climb through a ventilation shaft and just escape and completely bypass that entire segment. Like, no violence, no nothing, just pure stealth, pure skill from, like, a level two celebrity that has no business on this job. <laughs> yeah. And assuming assuming they got out, assuming they, they did this, it was all full-on Mission Impossible, you got the MacGuffin, you, you snuck out through the air vents. Yes. Where where would you have seen uh, Ashley go? What 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 would have been uh, their next step? Oh man, this is a this is a dream come true conversation. I would have loved for um, Ashley Fask to come face to face with um, his former co stars that had like turned evil, and he had to make a decision like, do I fight them or do I join them? Like these are my friends, and they're like really California like '90s surfer types. And it's like, come on, man, join our, join our, you know, gang of ruffians. And he has to make a choice whether or not he puts them down or he joins them. I wish that could have been the end. And I think I would have demo, I would have like demoed their entire base or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I love that concept of like the California sort of surfer <laughs> dude, yet evil gang. Exactly. It's basically the cast of Baywatch and Zac Efron being like, come on, Zac, we have so many memories. And he's just 
you know, he's so conflicted. And then he agrees to go with them and like, but I'm actually a double agent. Surprise. Uh Like that would be my ideal. You know, when this movie comes out, that is what the plot, that's what it's going to (laughs) be. So I'm curious, what what about this character in specific sort of made you go like this? This is the character I want to talk about. Because it was kind of stupid. And I, I, so when going in, I remember looking at the D20 Modern book and like character classes and stuff. And like, you know, I usually play a bard or support class, a talker. And I saw celebrity. And I was like, that is an interesting twist on the bard. That is something I want to dive down that rabbit hole and see. Like, all the abilities are very, they're similar, but slightly different. And it was just this concept of being an actor in this world, in a world of, like, violence and, you know, people have, like, tech and hacking skills and, you know, grappling. There's katanas, but there's also firearms. What if someone was just a talker in that? What if someone was the face and could use their influence to avoid violence? I was like, that is cool for me because, you know, having the shotgun was like, you know, I needed to pick a weapon, and I thought it would be hilarious if Zac Zac Efron type had a double barrel shotgun on his back. But mostly what jumped out at me was the opportunity to kind of be an influencer. You know, not so much like a bard where you can, where charm, it was less about charm for me and more about um, you are this person, people recognize you. How do you use that to your advantage so that they don't kill you on the spot because you're a recognizable face? That's when it was like, oh, disguises. Oh my God, because... Initially, when we started, we had a moment where someone, I I was like, I walk up to, I think it was like the bartender at the bar, and they were like, Jeff says, oh my god, it's Teen Sensation. I was like, damn it, I forgot that that's a thing if you're a celebrity. So it was definitely that idea of someone who's recognizable trying to keep themselves in the radar and kind of, you know, be a new person in an adventuring world. I like it, I like it. So... Is this so? You said you said you normally do play. Uh, you play kind of that bard, that yes. face, that oh, talker absolutely. type of character. Yeah. Uh, was this sort of a? Uh, is this like a long running thing? Is this something that you that you always kind of gravitated yes, towards? Absolutely, because I've always uh, gravitated toward um, like support and buff classes and things like that, and like video games and whatnot. I've always gravitated toward not being on the front lines, but like making people better at the things they do rather than doing something amazing. I would rather make someone do make someone who is amazing more amazing you know i like the feeling that i get when someone crits because i've given them like inspiration and they get to roll again so that's it's definitely been a long running thing for me where i find no joy in being the person who gets the killing blow but rather the someone who you know i talked my way into having the guard give me the key to get out of the prison so we don't have to fight you know, I, I find more satisfaction in that and making my allies more powerful than being like, you know, Rambo. Right, right. <laughs> so with this character in specific, you said you said there was a party, so it wasn't just you and Jeff. <laughs> no, I wish. That would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm curious, where, where did the rest of the party go throughout all of this? See... They let me kind of like stretch my wings because it was very, they had played several tabletop games in the past. And this was like my second or third time ever playing anything. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go in. The initial thing was I was going to go in and then unlock the door for them to just like, you know, and this is my entourage. 
And they walked in and immediately um, the story became like, you're needed in your office. And I was like, all right, well, show me to my office. And that's kind of where the wheels came off because it was supposed to be like, I unlock the back door and you guys sneak in and, you know, you guys will get to the computer system and turn off the cameras and knock out the guards. But it didn't actually play out like that. So they were kind of in the van, like holding their left ear, like waiting for the signal. But the signal never came. Just a lot of gunfire. I mean, that's that's a signal in and of itself. Exactly. We're like, where is he? He should be done by now. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it was exactly that moment. Yeah, well, the valuable lesson learned. Oh, Don't yes. send the bard off on their own. No, it's never going to go the way you think it is. <laughs> Whether the roles succeed or not, honestly, yeah, with, with that it, type of character. It's true. Exactly. Like, it's, it's never going to go the way you planned. <laughs> so... Let's, let's, so this was, you know, he's, he's got a, a sort of short story arc. You know, you, you had, like, basically the one game, came yep. in, tried to shine, blazed out in glory. Flew too close to the sun. A little bit too close to the sun. Uh, but but, but I, I always like to, especially with, with characters that have already had that arc, I always like to think, okay, what about the, the continuing adventures? Mm. You know, let, let, let's say you, you'd achieved your goals. You've yes. got, and you got your documents from the, from the mob boss. You, you confronted your, your former co-stars and, and managed to decimate their base. Uh, and uh, so, so you, you fulfilled those initial uh, goals. Yeah. What would have been Ashley's life after? Was this sort of oh, like, well, I, know. I guess I'm going back to acting? No, or, no. Or it was like, been... oh, I've got a taste for this now. Yeah, well, I, I always thought that once he did his thing, once he did his like job, he'd become like a drifter. Like you'd think you saw Ashley Fast, but in a moment his face would change. And you're like, oh, I could have sworn I saw Ashley Fast, but it was just this old man walking by me. And he's like, you know, he, he winks at you and you're like, oh, maybe it was. Like that sort of mystery serious drifting character going from place to place like i don't know if helping people but maybe like if the time comes like he's sitting at a bar having a drink and someone's like brawling he stands up you know settles the fight and they're like i got a job for you and he's like told you i was out of that like that kind of thing a mercenary for hire out just when i pulled me back in I like it. Ashley Fast, the man, the myth, the legend. The legend, teen sensation, former teen sensation, now just, you know, hired, not hired gun, just hired face. <laughs> but he can be anyone, like, you never know. You think you may have hired Ashley Fast, but you may have just gotten a copycat. It's true, he's he's that much of, uh, of an actor. It's true. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis with a shotgun. <laughs> Uh, I mean, t- talk about method acting. It's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He loved this life so much, he just started living it. He shot the <laughs> biopic about him. <laughs> Hasn't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that That would have been a, a good uh, idea for, for a future uh, uh, one-shot or, uh, uh, or a future uh, game. Uh, bring, this, bring this one up to Jeff, uh, who, by the <laughs> way, we, we, we've had on the, uh, on, the, on the show before. That is and, amazing. Uh, what, one of the best interviews we've had so far, um, a, a a one shot of a uh, a documentary camera crew fo- trying to find Ashley Fast, like the the rumors and the legends. Ooh, I love this. You could almost make him kind of like a cryptid. Like right? <laughs> you have to you have to hunt Ashley Fast. 
exactly like the 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 stories and the legends and the rumors i'll say and so you, that that, that follow-up game would be that this little this crew of a uh, uh, a freelance uh you know uh, uh, documentary makers trying to to track down the uh trying to track down the mysterious uh uh ex uh ex-actor vagabond oh man oh man right? i love this and of course, you know, it, it turns out that uh, one of the crew members was Ashley all along. Oh, my God! <laughs> That's it. Well, everybody, thanks for coming. Uh, the Done. one shot has been concluded. All right, I think we can wrap. All right, can we, uh, can we get some craft services going? Thank you. Thank you. All right, sorry. What were we saying? I mean, we've got... to get a snack. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think I think uh, I think this needs to happen. I think this needs to happen. We're, I'm just, just going to yes, edit really... all of this out, so so people don't know. So we can just we can just anyway, make yeah. this happen. Put it in the vault, and then we got to make Finding Ashley Fask. Finding Fask is the Finding name of Fask. the film. <laughs> God, it's terrible. It's terrible, but it's great, <laughs> right? Yeah. Ah, that's that. See, th- these are the moments I love when when you you start thinking of a, a character and what they did, and then you're like, oh, but wait, what if? Oh my god, that's all I've been doing for three years I know, every week. Right? <laughs> I t- I told you I liked your show. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's the fun of going like, oh, but what if they did this? Oh wait, what if they did this? Wait, but I just rolled on their D and D background table, and it says they're this. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the joy of building a character and telling their unfinished stories. Is finding out stupid details that further make them more wonderful and alive. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and and that's the thing. Like, take take this character. You played him once. Yes, you had you had one game. Yep. And yet there he is. There he is. He's still in your head. He's oh. still the the character that when when you got when when you came on a show to talk about characters, he was the one that popped up. Oh yes. Ashley Vasquez is a character that I think of a lot because it's so dumb, but like it's dumb is in the eye of the beholder when it comes to tabletop characters, because a lot of people, I mean, myself included, had made characters like for the lols, like, oh, I'm going to play Gizmo oh, yeah. the Goblin and he can't oh, stop yeah. farting. And you're like, but then eventually you're like, yeah, but wait, Gizmo was abandoned as a young goblin. And that's why he like gets nervous and has a flatulence problem. You're like, Gizmo, I love you so much. <laughs> like it's so easy to make one little adjustment. And that person, that character has like a very special place in your heart. And it's wonderful. Well, that that's the thing. Like all, all these characters that we make, they're they're a part of us. Yes. You know, no, no matter how alike or how different they are from the player, they're still this little chunk of the player that that gets just put out there yeah you 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 put on their skin for a few hours like you know and play as them and live their life for like two and a half three hours and then you like you put the action figure back on the shelf but like when it comes time you put the skin back on you're like oh we're back it's like when you haven't driven your car in a while you've been driving a different car there's nothing like getting back in your own you're like this is where i belong this is like it's special to me and it might not be the best car they might have a lot of flaws and nicks and bruises but it's mine and that's why i will always like you know your first car is always has a special place in your heart same thing with tabletop characters like it doesn't have to be your first one but Everybody has that one that's like, oh, I would, I would die for them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, take uh, t- t- take our games, uh, like Fandible. We've been at this for 
too long. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, my first character, we, we started off as a, as a Warhammer 40K podcast for some reason. And uh, Hey, because, you know, that was what was in your heart at the moment. You can't judge that. Uh, well, that, that, that was what was in Jesus' heart at the moment. <laughs> the rest of us were just going along. I, I've told this story before, but we literally started out with uh, Jesus inviting us all to his place to, to, to play a game. And we most of us were new to New York City. So we we're like, great, let's, you know, let's meet people, let's play. And then we get there expecting to roll some dice and play and he just quietly puts a microphone in the middle of the table and goes uh so you guys don't mind if i record you right and at this point we were all in the bronx uh in a neighborhood we didn't know in in a near stranger's house so we were all kind of frightened yeah i mean that's a lot do you mind yeah so so we said yes in order to be able to survive and 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 get back home (laughs) And ta-da, nine years later, here we still are. Boom. See, that's awesome, though. See, that is that is the magic right there. Right, right. But that first game, that first character that I played, uh, Captain Rinaldo Macarius, uh, a.k.a. Captain Awesome Pants, <laughs> to the, he, he, he lives to this day right beneath the skin. I, I, I am ready at any moment to simply just... Take a breath and hello, I am Captain Ronaldo Macarius and I'm back. See, that uh, that makes me very happy. That's the best kind of stuff. That's like that's why I mean that's why everybody like everybody likes tabletop for that reason. You know, you get to be you get to be somebody else just for a little bit, and it's you know, somebody who perhaps does something cooler than the things you've done, or even less cool things can be interesting. It's just a different life to inhabit for a little bit. Right, right. I mean, that's that's just kind of my, my, my thing with uh, when you say you know they do something a little cooler. That that's kind of why I like to play uh, uh, characters that have some kind of magic or that are somehow uh, different. I play a lot of non-human or monstrous type characters mm-hmm. because I, I'm I'm just some dude in real life. Yeah, I've got I've got a whole bunch of years of experience being just some dude. When I get to the table, I want to play some dude but with fireballs exactly yeah it's it's you get the opportunity to step into the life of someone else and you know you can really explore that or you can just roll some dice but either way it's it's cool to just like you know not think as yourself for a moment you got plenty of time to do that you have very little opportunities to goof around as captain awesome pants exactly in the in this life (laughs) Exactly, and and honestly, with, with the dice, I mean, you you, you mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, you know, with, with your show when you uh, when you're making characters, a lot of times you guys will will roll on mm-hmm. random tables, yeah. and, and then just build from whatever from whatever comes, yes. yeah. and and that's the thing. I think that's part of what makes uh, tabletop uh, RPGs and, and role playing in general um, a little magical. That that random aspect. And the the stories that we just build around that die rolled a five, and now I have a backstory. Yeah, like there's a really interesting element of like this strength, like dice become, I know this is deep, but like that's not really deep, but like dice become sort of like this destiny mechanic where it's like you really have no control over the result. You have these abilities and you have these things that you can in theory do. You know, I can in, technically, I know how to throw a fireball, but it's all, in, it's all in fate's hands, whether or not that fireball comes out or whether it comes out and hits me in the face or a friend. And that's my favorite part about it. It's like, you can, 
you can think you're as cool as you and powerful as you want in tabletop, but like ultimately, if you're playing a dice mechanic game, like you're at the mercy of those bones, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and 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 it's just always amazing to me that we just, you know, as role players in general, we just build all these stories around just some random dice rolls. Yes. Yeah, like we, that's the like best. We just part. take this. We just take this moment that that die rolled a one, that die rolled a twenty, and and this one little number that we that we get, we build these entire scenes around them. But honestly, isn't that the what the most? I think that's the most realistic aspect of uh, tabletop games, where um, like one small thing, like this one dice roll, decides so much. And it's the same way for like in a, any given day, like if I miss my subway train, you know, and the in the greater scheme of the day, that is a small thing. But that one one that I basically rolled in life will, you know, be a defining factor in the story that is my complete day. That's what's the I think it's I think it's the coolest thing. I rarely get to play, but when I do, I'm like, oh my god, we rolled a one. Everyone's like, shut up. I'm like, oh, it's so cool. Like because the one means like a f- like to, to say you fail at something or like you got a bad roll is a very interesting concept to me. So it just means like who what happened? Like did it's just luck, you know? Like bad luck happened, you know? Your sword just like cracked because you have bad luck or is it other things there's i love it i love it and that's that's my favorite part of the show is there's so much to be mined from like the smallest bit of information exactly and that, and that's a skill that that you know you kind of just build with experience mm-hmm. really because when you first start that your instinctive reaction to a to a one is despair yes you know you you miss you didn't just miss your sword broke or yes or something like you, that re, you missed in italics like you missed <laughs> exactly <laughs> but then the more you get into it the, the more you start realizing no i didn't just yes yes i did just miss yes, <laughs> yes I, my I sword did bro- did break but that's not necessarily the end yeah that's, that's yeah it, it, it in fact if anything it can make the story more interesting like oh hell my sword just broke how do i get out of this now this this whole thing with with my character is going to probably be a lot more memorable than it would have been if i had just rolled a 15 and done five points of damage yeah i've never seen an action movie that i because essentially a you know a combat driven game like Dungeons and Dragons is like it's an action movie or fantasy movie I've never seen a fan, uh, an action movie that I enjoyed that like everything just goes great the whole time for the main character like that's right, not fun right. the conflicts are in the ones and that's the best part like conflicts are also in like the DM's story but like the mm-hmm. ones are conflict that's like how are you gonna get out of this pickle because your Ex- sword is broken you're screwed and like you know exactly. that's it's the best part Exactly. I mean, every, everybody loves a natural 20. Everybody loves those epic moments. But sometimes now those natural ones are the ones that really stick with you. Even the best fall down sometimes. I don't know who sings that song. I think it's Mozart. Even the best <laughs> fall down. Yeah, like that, that, that. That's what the theme of Dungeons and Dragons is. Exactly. And, 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 and so bringing it back to Ashley... Here we have this character. One session, one game. One game wonder. End in, ending in, in uh, just <laughs> utter failure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and yet, that's the one. That's the one that stuck with oh, you. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, that, there's no doubt. As like, soon yep. as it was like, well, oh, think of one character. I'm like, oh, I got him. 
is my little idiot who like had no idea what he was doing. And it's a fun, you know, it was a memorable experience for me to learn what it's like to play a game and not know what you're doing. And neither does your character. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So anything else you need, you want us to know about Ash? I think, I think we've, we've done a pretty good coverage oh, yeah. on this, on this little one shot character yeah, here. No, Ashley is, you know, he's probably dead, but if he's not, he's out there watching over us. It's all I want everybody to know. Watching over us. I love that. <laughs> ah, Ashley, the man, the myth, the legend. legend. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, I'm telling you, man, what, you got to do that one shot. You got to do the well, that movie's film happening. crew trying to find it. That, that movie's just, happening. <laughs> that, is, that is too good an idea not to use. <laughs> it's true. All right, Aaron. Well, uh, unless you've got some other character that you want to bring up, I think we are about to wrap up. Cool. No, I'm good. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much for coming out to the show. And you know what? This this is your time to shine now. This is tell us a little bit about all my fantasy children to, it, for all three of our listeners. Just oh, in stop. Case oh, one stop. Of them, uh, just in case one of them hasn't heard of all my fantasy children, why don't you go ahead and tell them? So all my fantasy children is a character creation, storytelling, and world building podcast po- powered by listener prompts every and week. Not by spite. Not by spite, but also by spite. There's a sprinkling also of spite. spite. Just a little bit. Um, uh, Jeff Stormer and I, host of Party of One podcast, uh, take your fantasy prompts and spin them up into a completely original story using a variety of tabletop games and random character creator generators. Um, Our episodes drop every Friday on the One Shot Podcast Network. Excellent. Well, we'll we'll have links to all that, of course, as always, in the show notes. And again, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. This was absolutely great. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. And to, again, all three of our listeners, thank you always for being our three faithful listeners. All three hundo. All three thousand. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm... Yeah. No, it's all three. So thank you, everybody, to all our three thousand listeners out there. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, appealing to the masses isn't always easy, but, you know, someone's got to do it, and we do it here on... Uh, Tell me about your... <laughs> were you about to introduce your show again no i said tell me about your character no (laughs) i would never all right well again thanks for joining us this was a blast and anytime you or jeff want to come back our doors are always open thank you that's awesome all right well again everybody have a good night thank you for listening we out Thank you so much for listening to Tell Me About Your Character. If you enjoyed this, you might also want to check out our many other shows on the Fandible Podcast Network, dozens of actual play tabletop RPGs, and our long-running series The Solo Shot and Long Shot. And if you really liked it, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com fandible. Not only will you get episodes early, but you'll also get access to our subscriber-only Discord server and the Fandible Notebook, now featuring the soon-to-be smash hit game Three Goblins in a Trenchcoat by yours truly. Come back next week for more Tell Me About Your Character. 